the back corner <laughs> when I'm not presenting. Listening in. And listen in. Hey everybody, welcome to Bash University Live here on Tuesday night. Take a quick break, watch John Cruz's on the Tokyo rig. Be a part of the show, get some chances to win some awesome prizes. As fast as we go. You know, we didn't have that back then. And, 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 dude, it, it can just... That text thread gives me so much energy. I mean, like I'm dialing. Welcome to Bass University Live. Uh, good morning, uh, wherever you are. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope your fishing went wonderful. Uh, I know our whole Bass University crew was out and about getting it done. And uh, really excited about today's show. I, it's one of my good friends, one of my longtime traveling partners, uh, now over on the Bass Pro Tour, getting it done over there. Tournament champ and and one of the one of the coolest lure modifiers out there it's fred rumbanis a lot of you guys know him as boom boom uh he's got his boom boom frog his swim bait and he's going to show us how he modifies those and other baits uh which is really really cool so if you're a lure tinkerer if you like to maximize what you're getting out of your bait you want to learn some really cool uh, high-level stuff about how to tweak your lures. This is the show. Boom Boom's going to be on with us here in just a few minutes, and I can't can't wait to talk to him again. He's going to be calling us from his home in Arkansas, and uh, and he's going to be coming, I guess, about five minutes from now. So we're glad you're here. We've got a lot going on at Bass University, as always, and uh, just want to give a shout-out to, to Ritz. Riz gets us up and running, off on time. Coming off a big tournament this weekend, how are you, buddy? Man, Pete, I'm uh, I'm doing doing all right. I would have been doing better though if uh, if I had one more great big one in the bag on yeah. Sunday. You know, we had, we had uh, we had we had four cookie cutters, and on the Chesapeake this time of year, a cookie cutter is about a four pounder, <laughs> and they were all just just slightly over four pounds. Put us at right at just a hair over twenty one pounds, and uh, we needed one of those true giants to really get us to where we needed to be uh actually saw one of those true giants get caught oh about 25 yards from oh, me that's that's the nature of these yeah. tournaments you get to watch everybody do the that's, damage you're all fishing right next you know to each that's other. that's that's how it goes but yeah. you know i was i was sharing sharing water with uh with a couple guys that uh you know are usual suspects down there dave wilder and john Venor and uh Sometimes you just got to tip your cap. You know, there's about 50 years of time on the bay between those two guys. So, <laughs> no you know, it's uh, it's one of those deals. But it was a great day on the water. Uh, SFT, Susquehanna Fishing Tackle, put on a great event. Um, it was good to get out there. 108 boats. And uh, also a big shout out to uh, Chester County Bassmasters. They handled the weigh-in. And then uh, the Bass Legends Youth Crew, um, they handled the fish release process. And they did a great job doing it. Um, I think there was no dead fish in that whole event, which was uh, which was really a good thing to see. They 
they took some really good precautions, multiple, multiple way tanks. And, uh, you know, we got them all back there alive. So it was a great event. Just needed one more big one. Yeah. Hey, great job. 21 pounds is a win in my book you're just <laughs> well, you're 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 winning in you this know? in this event pete 21 pounds was actually a seventh place it's you know which <laughs> which doesn't well, happen too often but you hey, know welcome, the chesapeake showed out welcome so. to the chesapeake man yeah. it's it's the big leagues it's uh, yeah. a lot of tournaments going on around the country right now even the greatest bodies of water on the planet you know you're going to get a 20 pound bag to win the tournament and sure. the weights will drop off sure not on, not on the bay, especially no. not this time of year. It's twenty yep. pound, twenty pound, twenty pound. They just kill you to death with twenty pound bags. But yeah, yeah, you were one bite away, and yep. we'll dive into that a little bit cool. later later cool. on in the show and uh, see how you did it. But really cool. Uh, some of you guys uh, that have been on our Zoom uh, Zoom calls, our Zoom seminars, might recognize her. But we have Jocelyn Ray in studio with us, helping us out today, filling in for Alex and others. It's great to have you with us. Hi, I'm I'm excited. I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> you do so good on the Zoom calls. Everybody loves Jocelyn. And uh, for those of you that have ever uh, submitted a customer service question, be nice because that's who you're talking to. Exactly. <laughs> be nice. <laughs> <laughs> you do a great job at handling that stuff. And, and she's going to be doing a little bit with our IM board today as well as uh, uh, talking about a lot of stuff that we got going on because you do a lot of work with the companies that, that really help us put all this together and um and one that comes to mind is we've got some really right now we, we've got a big discount for hobie eyewear if you go on our uh pro our members benefits page we've got a lot of great stuff but hobie sunglasses are amazing glasses and we got a discount for you but we, they have something pretty cool coming up they in do. addition to that they do so every memorial day weekend everyone knows that it's a big day for sales and everyone keeps a good eye on it i mean we already give 25 percent off discount for hobie eyewear but keep an eye out because we will be sending a newsletter um with a specific code for memorial day weekend um also just just another thing if you're a member you can have all your member benefits so keep an eye out also if you're not subscribed to the newsletter you should be because we send out so much information on there, um, whether it's our new releases or promotions we're going on or just uh, everything that you need to know for Bash TV is going to be on our newsletter. So if you're not subscribed to our newsletter, I would. <laughs> yes. Go get yourself signed up. And uh, we are brought to you uh, by Tackle Direct. We're in Tackle Direct Studios producing Bash University Live. And uh want to give a, a, a great shout out. I want to talk about uh aqua view because they th yesterday there was a live uh feed on some spawning fish coming out of an aqua view camera that we got we got to look at it, it's so cool being able to see that kind of stuff underwater but these were these are male and a female that just started pairing up and just at, it's it's that time of year we just come off the full moon a lot of places even the places where they've been through the primary spawn you're getting residual spawning still taking place so cool to be able to see it uh in real time with aqua view and we love it it helps you it helps you really understand your electronics it can help you with species identification uh it's it's a really great product and we've got we've got some opportunities for people to buy aqua view we do yeah so aqua view actually just became part of our member benefits um aquaview underwater awesome. cameras 
they give you 25% off. But they also did say that if you're looking for a really good deal, that they have some refurbished products that are available That's for right. purchase on Aquaview.com. So if you're looking to just test it out or see, check out the videos. I, I mean, video proof is is all right there. So um, if you're looking for an Aquaview, 25% off if you're a BU member. But also, there's some refurbished options. Excellent. Go over there and check that guy. Check that out, guys. And and if you're looking for a boat, we want to give a shout out to Bass Boat for Sale. New used boats, top shelf boats. Whether you're buying or you're selling, this is the place to do it at Bass Boat for Sale. Uh, go check that out and get yourself out on the water. Get a new ride. I'm thinking about getting a new ride, Riz. Yeah. Should you know. do it now's the time. Go to bassboatforsale.com. I could get, I could sell mine and pick up a new one. They got a new featured boat on there every single week, and they're top notch, primo. And, they, and the most amazing part about Bass Boat for Sale is that they got a boat for every budget. Not only are they brand new, you know, top of the line, eighty thousand dollar boats, they also got boats in the in the ten thousand dollar range that are in great shape, tournament ready, ready to go. So it's a uh, really a great deal they got something for everybody awesome go check it out guys bass boat for sale my boat may be listed on there soon i don't know <laughs> but uh but we've we've got fred rumbanis if you're just coming on to the show uh i appreciate you guys being with us a lot of you guys are watching at work that is so cool if you're allowed to listen in uh and you know while you're getting your work done glad to have you guys with us if you're unable to watch us live you know what this is this is rebroad you can watch it anytime over at bashu.tv you can watch it over on youtube or facebook so uh so glad to have you guys with us speaking of that you're watching us over on facebook we, courtesy of boom boom we've got an amazing prize pack uh we're giving two of them away they're eighty dollars in value uh, so we're always going to be doing a Facebook like and share right now. Stop what you're doing. Like it. Share it uh, to everybody you know, obviously. And you're going to be entered into a contest to win $80 worth of prizes from Boom Boom. And that's you're talking about the Boom Boom Frog, his swim bait, and all kinds of other great stuff uh, that we're going to be giving away there as well. We got a grand prize as well. How are we going to give that one away? That's right. So we're going to pull something from the show. Uh, it'll be a trivia question based on to based on I almost said tonight today's <laughs> show, um, and uh, we'll be giving that away at the end. And that's going to be for a Bash TV subscriber. And guys, if you're not signed up, now's a great time. Use the code BULive30, and that'll get you 30 days free to the website, unlimited access to the whole program. Try it all out for free. What's not you know? Why not do it? If you're serious about your fishing. You need to check us out. Use the code BULive30. Get everything you need to take your skills to the next level. And, Pete, we actually got Freddie queued up. He's ready to go with his phone turned sideways. Yes. So <laughs> we, can, uh, we, can, we can bring him in. And uh, uh, there he is. There he is. Hold on. Let me, let me put it on a different mount. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We had a little technical issues. I think we always do when I'm on here. Some reason, but... I, I love it, man. It's real. All right, we uh, I gotta hear these technical issues, Fred. You gotta you gotta oh, explain man. to us because we almost had a Phoenix boat at the bottom of the lake, apparently. Well, yeah, I went and got some stuff serviced on my boat and uh, had my bilges flushed out, and uh, the plug wasn't put back in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like it wasn't even in the boat yeah. when I got there. So I, I've. Uh, First of all, I'm filling in for Fred. This is some. This is an imposter. Yeah. Look at that. I haven't, that seen, that, I haven't right? seen that clean shaven for a decade, man. 
Oh, no, I got attacked by the eraser. No, but uh, no, I uh, yeah, I just I, I screwed up. Um, but in my in my defense, I've uh, it's been it's been a rough uh, couple of weeks. My wife had uh, major back surgery, so I haven't been able to get out on the water like I'd like to. And a lot on the mind. I would, I would have noticed uh, that I didn't have that. So yeah. um, I always I forget my plug even when I don't have that drama going on in my life. So. <laughs> and no, we know we know the feed- this is cool. We know Phoenix Sorry, is but, never going to sink, obviously, but uh, but we're no, glad. It would, it, would, it, would, it would have definitely been all right. It's just the bilge pump would have been going off the whole time interrupting us. So, yeah. you know, that's the nice thing about the automatic bilges. But, um, yeah. How's Julie doing? She's, uh, she's coming through her surgery okay? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, I think the road to recovery on a back surgery is just a long time. So, um, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's not fun. Yeah. So she's, she's resting up right now. Uh, you don't, you, you know, don't, they, they, you, with all that going on, you don't have the time to maintenance like a handlebar mustache, man. You, that's why yeah, you, you got to, right? you got to keep it simple. Funny story. I went to pick up my kids yesterday and they both completely freaked out. I think there was like stranger danger. Anyone get in the car with me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was, uh, I was like, man, did I make a big mistake? For it? But it feels good actually not having, but it'll, it can grow back in a week. So it's no big deal. That's all. If I choose. <laughs> well, uh, hey, man, we're glad anyway, you I'm gonna have to took some time. Because the, the mount I got does it sideways. So, um, hold on. Somebody's trying to call me. It's always something with me, isn't it? I know. Welcome to Boom Boom's world. That's why we if love it. If I put it. the phone right here, does that? No, that doesn't work. Hmm. <laughs> I'm taking a sip of coffee while he gets his uh, phone mounting situation uh, under control over there. And <laughs> it's uh, as I'm, I'm looking at his prank screen, we'll let you and you, we'll let you and him figure that out. Riz. All right. <laughs> Get him back. Pete, when was the last yeah. time you forgot to put the plug in your boat? Oh, yeah. man, I, that's a that's a great question. Uh, I, I, fr- I got to check all the time. You know, my it's not the plug that gets me because I've gotten so frustrated with the plug that I never take it out anymore. I just I will I, I mean I'll never ever take it out. But what gets me is the back straps. Like I have this thing that I re- repeat over and over again, and you think I'd have it figured out, but the but the straps that hold the the, the transom down, I'll get all everything else undone. I do one strap, get it undone, and then I take off all the mounting stuff for the outboard. And then I, I forget the other strap <laughs> every time. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm back at the trailers, like 10 feet under the water, and the boat's not getting off. And uh, and then I realize oh. every time I le- I left one strap on. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, yeah. I do it too. Don't don't feel bad. I, I always get in a rush when I get to the ramp. I get too excited to fish, so I just I back up thinking everything's right, and it's not. Tournament morning, you get the old screen door effect happening with the boat. It's just kind of swinging off one way, but not coming <laughs> off completely. <laughs> when you pull it back up, it's up on the trailer like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, "What?" It's sideways, it, dude, it, dude. Fred, it reminds me. I got it. The Potomac River last year at, at uh, in the BFL. Uh, I'm fishing and and I launched and. I, I had another problem with with my straps and I, and I get the system all worked out and and my my boat I, I there's what it was I thought I had the nose hook hooked up 
I'm losing it. I mean, I've been doing this <laughs> a thousand years, and I'm, I'm really losing it. You would think I'm a veteran. I'm cool, calm, collected at the launch. I got this under control. And I, and I, I took the nose hook off, and I backed down. Now my boat's floating away. You know, and and which is OK. There's a lot of boats around. I'm not too panicked. And I'm, I'm and I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, it's floating right over to the dock. This is going to be cool. I'm going to look like a hero. I'm going to look like I knew what I was doing because I'm just going to walk over the dock and jump in my boat. And like I planned it this way. That's my go to move, Pete. That's I always on hug it and just it, stroll on the dock. Yeah. It's, try try to look all cool. It, <laughs> Usually it, it doesn't work. But. And I did you're walking look, back to the dock nice and slow, and then it, it starts drifting away. You start yeah, speed walking. Yeah, it starts walking a little faster. Leap of faith. Yeah, leap of faith, exactly. I, but my, in my situation, I, I did. I got out. I was cool. I'm like, look, how, I don't even have to walk fast. That boat's coming right to me. And then I realized that I had 15 of my rods in the co-anglers ramp. And they were all about to be snapped in half by the dock as the boat was drifting towards it. And and now now I'm fast walking, right? I went from the you know, I'm the I'm the cool guy. Now I'm going as fast as I can, trying to get in there. I jump in the boat. I got fifteen rods doubled over. They're popping and they're jumping in the water and you know, they're all wedged up into the dock, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, how many times have I done this, and I'm still looking like a goofball at the launch ramp, you know? But fortunately, <laughs> fortunately, none of them broke, Fred. None of the rods broke. They, I had to go rescue them off the bottom of the river and out from under the dock, but uh, <laughs> but we survived it. You we, know? we got a minute for just a quick little story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You reminded me of something when I was younger, back in my early 20s. Me and my team partner, well, we'd go out and have a good time. You know, it was Friday night, turn, Saturday tournament, whatever. Back then, you can do that, you know, and you're, you're still – you think you're still sharp anyway. We get out there in the morning. We're, we're, we're in his boat. Or, yeah, we run we, – we're launching his boat. We take off. We, we towed it with my truck. We run to the first spot, and it's it, – you know, on the, I was on the California Delta. Run to the first spot, and Rock Slew, which is, you know, good 15, 20-minute run. And there's not a single rod – after we've already had live wheel checks there, there's not a single rod in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, I mean, you almost were in that situation. <laughs> they were all broke, right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyway, I, we had to run back, go, go get our rods, and start all over. But That's the great thing. That reminded me of that. How, how did the tournament go? Oh, we did good. We, yeah. we, we, used to, we usually did really good back then. I don't remember. It was probably third or something. But it was a, it was a good event. I mean, we've also gone and – forgot to get the live well check and they, they would tie like a little um like a like a, a, a fluorescent ribbon. band around your trolling motor yep. when you got your live wells checked and i'm fishing and i realized there wasn't a, a chartreuse band on on the troll motor i'm like what'd you do hey jay did, <laughs> dude did, did we not get a live well check he goes oh, i don't know we already had a limit at this point for like 16 pounds and so we called the tournament director and they said yeah you guys took off without getting your live i was like oh my gosh i said well we've already caught some fish like, well, you got to come back and start all over. So we had to let them all go, start over. And we, we ended up having a good tournament then, too. So, I mean, it was just – we get lucky in that, those situations. But that was all being on the water all the time. So we kind of – we had we had the tides dialed and everything. But That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That, that was another panic attack. I thought I thought uh, you were going to tell me that you found a yellow band and just tied it on there, you know? No, no. Well, <laughs> they keep records, too. So, yeah. I mean, it's – yeah, you know, I don't know. 
<laughs> we just we had to start over. We had to run all the way back and start over. And that was probably by the time we realized it was probably about ten o'clock in the morning too, which kind of sucked. That's but, fantastic. Uh, but we were chasing that bottom of the outgo tide. We, you know, that's when the big ones started biting. And thankfully, that was more of a noon bite. So that's a great save. Great. We just had to throw back all our buzz bait and spinnerbait fish we caught in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's that i mean that that's confidence that's talent when you can throw back your yeah. first your morning limit and still come out and dominate the field man. yeah and it was it was a legitimate 16 pounds we had too i was like man we got a good start they were all you know three and a quarter pound fish and yeah but nice. we ended up catching some big ones after that so it didn't matter well i don't think i really don't know and we may have done a little bit better but i don't think it would have really hurt you know come at the end of it but Boy, we were cussing each other out. We blamed each other on that. <laughs> That's awesome. I had a, uh, a uh, on-water training trip that I drove two hours to to meet a client, and uh, we we launched the boat. We're all hooked up and um, getting ready. You know, I'm talking about seasonal patterns like I normally do. We're getting ready to dive into this training day, and I go into my ride locker to, uh, to open them up, and I lock them, and um, – I didn't bring my rod locker keys. So, <laughs> I mean, all dressed up, got food in the cooler, the ice, you know, the everything's perfect, except for I have not a fishing rod that I can access. So what'd you do? Oh, that's it's great question. The, the, as it turns out, at that time, I was running a ranger boat, and I didn't realize this, but every third ranger boat, at that time, has the same rod locker key. Hmm. So they cycled through when they built were building them, I guess. I didn't realize that. I called my dealer. That's what he told me. So I drove around till I found a ranger <laughs> on the lake. And the first boat we pulled up to, I got his key. It fit my rod locker, and we were able to, we were oh able to fish. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> How about when I you left all? I just fried them open. I had to, like, <laughs> broke them What about when you left all the rods in the in the garage? And you, you, you had, yeah. like, because one of the things you, you said, Rich, well, when, when you're getting into in guiding, never give up your hand. We camper shell the truck, so we, we were able to go back and get them. But it was still one of those deals. We got to our first spot. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it sucked. <laughs> I think we lost that first morning bite, you know, a shad spawn. <laughs> <laughs> well, Fred, we got you on today, and we're super excited to have you and uh, to talk because you're you're you've always been a lure tinkerer, you know. And I, yeah. I I've known that about you, uh, you know. We after we fished, you know, stayed together uh, for a little while and and fished, you know. Geez, we swapped the same turf for quite a few years, and. Um, and that's why we want we want to talk today about uh, you know how to mo lure modifications, things that things that you're doing to, to make your baits better, make them work more efficiently, and uh, you've given us a bunch to talk about here. We have some photos that we're going to be bringing up, and uh, let let me ask you this: I mean, you've you've had when you start, have you been tinkering like this since you started fishing? Oh yeah, always. I mean, you know, you're always trying to match or make your bait look as realistic as possible when you're fishing match the hatch. You know, we all say that, but you just, you got to do something to give yourself that confidence. Oh man, this really looks good. And a lot of times, you know, you take a bait out and you're throwing it and it just, just doesn't do it for you. So I, I'm always trying to figure out how to make it do something a little bit different. Maybe something that I've, you know, I've seen in mother nature where the ways fish attack, you know, and, and stuff like that. So really it comes down to just uh, building confidence in, in what you're throwing. And, uh, 
then when you start catching fish, then you can't, then you got to tinker with everything, <laughs> you know? So, um, it's just, yeah, it's fun. And then you also get that little bit fun. of confidence. Like, Hey, I know he's probably throwing my swim bait, but he probably doesn't have this little trick I got on mine. So maybe I'll get more bites. I'm fishing behind it. Yeah. That's part, that's part of it. That little edge, that little yeah. tiny piece of confidence that make, even when you're fishing in yep. a crowd, it, you feel like you have a little bit of an edge. Yep. And I'm about to share a few of these little tricks with you guys. Yes. All right. Well, let's let's, let's tackle let's tackle the first one. Which one do you want to dive into first? Well, I mean, you guys know I love throwing a frog. So, and I got the frog. It's it's shad spawn time of the year. I live right here on Lake Darnell. If you don't have one of these tied on first thing in the morning, well, today's kind of overcast. And what's neat about the overcast, you guys knows, but there'll be an afternoon shad spawn as well. So, frog bite all day long is pretty dangerous. Um, so we'll start with the uh, boom boom frog. Um, this is this is my frog, uh, which will be given away in those prize packs. Um, you know, when I designed the frog, I already did a bunch of tinkering in the design of it to begin with. So I'm going to kind of go over just a few features of this frog. Um, first of all, I mean, obviously you can see it's got a little angry face on it. That's pure cosmetics. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't necessarily help you catch more fish. doesn't make <laughs> the fish matter and they want to bite it harder, which sounds good. But we did add a little eyeball on the bottom. And a lot of times when you're fishing this, uh Oh, sorry tackle warehouse order might be coming <laughs> i'm blocking the driveway but anyway uh, so we got an eyeball on the bottom that's all if, they, if, it, it, if, it, if it comes freddie we we want you to do that and we need you to unbox that for us because we got to yeah. know we got to know what you're buying oh no it's actually our our uh lawn service guys <laughs> that's all right but anyways we added an eyeball to the bottom Even better so yeah <laughs> we've got a harness right here and uh, he'll, they'll probably interrupt, so I apologize. Uh, this harness is actually heavier duty. So I'm gonna show you is when I pull this out, I'm gonna pull the frog out, always pull it out from the bottom, always tie. If you're ever gonna pull a hook out, make sure it's tied on first. So we've got the harness right there. See how heavy duty that is? That actually has a little bit of a weight to it, which is unique, but it also prevents it from busting out the nose when you get a big blow up. So. Hey, Freddie, let me back uh, you up. You you said make sure it's tied up first when you're pulling. The yeah, hook because out. if you take a hook, if you take, if this isn't tied up and I pulled out of the bottom, good luck trying to put that back in. So uh, gotcha. I may have to tell these guys to hold off a minute. Sorry. That's a, that's 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 a great tip that uh, obviously I I would have missed. Um, yeah, they're gonna go. Can you guys uh, hold on one second. It's what? <laughs> Sorry, I, these guys are great. They're fishermen too. These guys are big time crappie fishermen. That's awesome. We're getting our landscaping done here on hey, Bass I'm, University Live. Hey, I'm actually <laughs> live on Bass University right now. Um, no, you're good, but do you think you could do this part last? Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, bro. Sorry about that. See you, Josh. <laughs> I love it. So you, so let's go back to the line. You're, you're, all right, all right, you got to keep got it. Back there. <laughs> yeah, if you ever pull a frog through the bottom of any frog, it's real hard to get it back through. So I've made little contraptions to do that, but we're not going to go into all that. Just tie it on first, and then you can pull it through. This this is kind of cool because I'm going to show you guys uh, a couple things on this frog as well. So as we pull it through, you notice the harness. The harness is heavy duty. Um, there's no gap in it or anything like that. It's completely sealed, so line will never slip through. Um, I always throw 50-pound, 65-pound braided line. Um, I love the Cortland Master Braid, and uh, it, there's a lot of reasons why I love it. But one, it doesn't hold like a water weight to it. I know you've heard me talk about this, but when you throw in a frog and you're making long casts with it, you don't want to be whipping the, the 
the line right near the boat because you're losing that direct connection to the frog. You're not getting the best action out of the frog. This line really floats up nice and you just don't feel that water building up on the line. So Cortland Master Grade, you guys knocked it out of the park with this braid and it's really, really strong as well. So I can get away with 50 pound most of the time in most applications where in typical 50, I'd snap it on the hook set um, because with braid, if you go loose with it and pull it tight, it snaps. So, you know, that's more of a short strike situation. But anyway, we're gonna go back to this. So you've got the weight on the bottom of the frog, right? And then you, when you have the weight right here on the harness, when that frog walks and you kill it, it's gonna naturally wanna float back with just the weight. Well, now you gotta wait in the front. So it's gonna to wanna to give it an extra little hop. So when I walk back and forth and I kill it, it gives a little extra hop. So you're actually getting a little more action out of that bait. So that's a little tinker 101 on that frog. The other thing is this one comes standard with mustache hooks and they're bent out just a little bit. So for open water applications, I leave these frog hooks in. I don't ever change them out. Now to change the hook, basically just separating right here. It's pretty simple, slide it out, simple. I do change out with a heavy duty. This is actually a um, trocar. I know I'm not sponsored by trocar or anything like that, but for frog hook, this thing is absolutely perfect on my frog slide it on there and i'm gonna tell you why i do this because one if you're fishing over slop or you're fishing over any kind of grass lily pads you're gonna want the hooks a little bit tighter yes you can bend the original ones back into the frog a little bit um but i like just having this option have some extra hooks in the boat i always have extra hooks in my frog box just in case i'm fishing some heavier cover because there's nothing worse when you're working a frog and a little bit of grass gets hung up on one of the hooks so i'll show you how tight these hooks look that pulls back through. Now, see how tight that is to the body? Right. That is going to stay flush. And these hooks are really, really sharp. Um, so I've been really, like, if I fish any matted stuff whatsoever, lily pads, I'm changing out with these hooks. Size 4, ought, um, frog hook, and that's by Trocar. The Gamagatsu ones are good, but they come in, they dig in, they dig in a little bit, and sometimes they'll catch the body. It just works perfect with my frog. Awesome. So that that's one little tweak right there. The other tweak, um, the legs are actually about that long out of the package, so I cut them even. I know you see guys cut one shorter to help it walk. Well, this bait walks so good out of the package that was a long process to get this bait to be so easy um, to walk. We've got rattles already in them. Um, this one I might have already. It's in there. It's just jammed up in there. There's a little glass rattle up in there. Um, and then I'll take like my spike it pens, which I'll pull one out right now just to show you. Chad spawn, you don't necessarily have to spike it, but when you get around brim beds, it does help. One of these little orange spike it pens. So I'll just take one of these pens and I'll just go right around that eyeball area. Just a small little target spot. And now I just added a little bit of orange. It gives a little strike. It's kind of like a strike indicator for the fish. Not so much for you, but it gives it that brim effect. And uh, I found I catch a lot of big fish just adding a little bit of orange on there. Um, so that, that you know, that's what I do to the frog. You'll notice on the back of this frog, you guys have seen this for years now. This is the uh, frog fur. It's basically the uh, loop part of velcro 
And uh, if you look at a bass's teeth, it's kind of like the hook part of Velcro. When they catch this frog, they have a hard time blowing it back out. So a lot of times you're distracted. You're not necessarily paying attention to your frog blow up or whatever it is. You get that one giant blow up that catches you way off guard. It's going to have a little bit harder time to spit it out so you can get that hook in on. Um, so I do love that. You can add a little scent to it if you want to. I actually like putting scent on the bottom of the frogs. But here's another cool little tip. If you get to a super heavy mat, are you guys still there? Yeah, yeah. We're, okay. we're, we're silenced <laughs> by all these get, awesome tips, man. It's like you're, you're diving in deep. This is incredible. So if you guys get into a heavy matted situation where it's like, like you know, you're throwing that frog over there, it's almost not even moving the mat, mm-hmm. chances are it's not giving the fish enough to think, man, there's something I can really bust through that mat to grab. So what I'll do is I'll start sticking uh, – I use lead. Uh, I don't – I got in my shop it up. I probably threw that off. Anyway, if you get the lead nail weights, I just cut them up into little pieces for my pliers. So I shove little pieces of lead in there. And then I'll take Gorilla Glue, and I'll completely fill this area. And that that's going to make it so it won't collapse. But if you notice the top of my frog, there's something you don't see on very many frogs. See that little spot right there? That's a spout. All you got to do is drive a hole right through that. Take a fish hook, poke a hole through that. Now you're going to – the air is going to collapse through the top. And so now you can have a bait that's heavier to fish over the mats – get their attention and i use gunnersville as a, as a perfect example because in the fall that mat out there is just so thick california delta same thing um, or even out here with the heavy lily pads it gets so thick um the problem with lily pads is unlike mats just they have a unless you can get it near the edge of a pad they don't they can't just suck in a lily pad and get the frog i mean it just gets stuck in their face so um it's harder to hook them through pads regardless um, that's more of a deal where you just have to figure out the cadence to kill it when you get to open water. Um, but over that heavy vegetation, that is the deal. You want to weight this guy down a little bit, get it heavier, make sure there's a release point for the air pressure. So when they do grab it, it still collapses. And, uh, I got you. Yeah. I, see, I thought you were putting a hole in there to release so that you could get water, let water escape, but that's actually to allow, once you the seal air. it up, yeah, you've got to let that frog collapse. Right, and that's what that little spot's for. So heavy vegetation, again, just add a little bit of weight to it, whatever you want to do. Uh, You can add glass rattles. They they shatter in there after a while, too. There's already one in there, but just, you know, little BBs are great. Um, Just anything you want to do to add a little extra weight, make a little noise, uh, you can do that. But Gorilla Glue seems to be the best because you just put a little bit of that hole right there, and it foams out. Um, Do it the night before, of course, and uh, you'll be ready to roll in the morning. Man. so here's another situation. How many times have you had, oops, <laughs> well, a fish pull the legs out, right? And you're, you're fishing and that's your go-to frog and you're like, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do? Well, I will tell you, if you go to Tackle Warehouse, you can buy round rubber. Um, I like the round rubber the best. You can buy, uh, you know, it just comes in strips. Well, when you, when you get the stuff off the strips, I'm just gonna show you in, in just as an example. Pull it off, tie a little knot in the middle like this, and I'm going to show you how to change the legs on a frog in like 30 seconds. It's really oh, easy. And it, this. You can do everything. You can, with what I got in my hands right now, I can get these legs back in that frog. You want to see how? Show me. Show All me. Right. So I'm going to pull the, this back out like that, okay? First thing I'm going to do is let a little more line off my rod because you're gonna your braided line is going to be what helps you get that through there. So, 
And this happens to everybody in these problems. Okay. Take your trouble, your, not trouble, your frog hook, go through the leg. You guys see this? Come through like that. Now, get you some braid, get a little bit to work with. Catch that barb. That's sneaky. All right, hold on. So get you a little braid to work with. Catch that barb. Like that. You guys see that? Yep. So now, when you pull this back through. That's so cool. I'd have never thought to do that, Rich. Of course, when I rip that out of there, I still have the verb animal. But that's all right. It's, it's out of the way now. When you pull this through, it's nice and slow. Okay, see how that braid just cut? I got a loop now? Yep. You can drop that hook. You don't need the hook anymore. So now you got a little loop right here. Now you're going to slip the tails in there. Take the, the, the strips out, or whatever legs you know, you're going to replace it with. Now we're just going to basically pull it back through. Okay. See that? Once you get a hold of it, it always helps to get the legs a little bit wet, just to help slide them through there. Jocelyn, you got to get your legs wet when you're gonna pull you your, on your legs frog legs wet. <laughs> through. It is very hot out <laughs> here right now. Let's get this through. Learning a lot. <laughs> okay. Now we just got to get these legs come through. There we go. Find out which one connect to that braid. I know it's just like a mess now. You guys are like, whoa, that's that's messy. Okay. Now we got the hook free. The hook's back to where you can slide it back through. Now we're just gonna take these legs. We're gonna thread it back on in there. Hold on a second. It's over. Of course I grabbed brittle legs. When you get them out of the package, they're a little bit better than this. Yeah. No, I, that's great. That's that's mate. I mean, I just throw them out. You know. Yeah. No, don't do that. You've got your whole. Jump. You've got your whole. Uh, you got your confidence bait there, and you got a whole system on being able to put them back in on Johnny yep. on the spot, man. That's awesome. Now, obviously, I I I didn't do the best job on this one. I. If you have them on that strip. There you go. That's cool. In a pinch, and you need your legs back in quick. This is the way to do it. Man, that's some that's some advanced uh, frog manipulation. Uh, great stuff, Fred. Man, and we appreciate you. And we've got a lot of uh, all, all of Fred's instructional content about fishing um, top water frogs is, is available on Bashu TV. This and a lot more. Um, that that's available over there josh or are, are, do we have uh i know we've got people watching on our im board yes. and they're watching on youtube and facebook do you have any questions any frog fishing questions there's a lot of questions actually there we go right there guys legs are back in oh. when you get the stuff out of tackle warehouse it's in the strips <laughs> leave it long you'll have plenty of legs then you'll want to cut them <laughs> right. this one's a little bit shorter than i like but for demonstration it worked yeah. i just 
literally pulled these. This was the skirt I found in the shop, and I just probably should got the good stuff for you. But. Hey, dude, dude, that was awesome. Anyway, we have a few questions. That. We have a few questions for you, Fred. Yeah. All right. So our first question is from Howie. Welcome, Howie. Um, when, what type of frogs and colors do you use in various places, such as pads, weeds, docks, and woods? Does your color change? Hey, let me get my frog box out for y'all. We'll go through colors because that is a very good question. I, I, just in general, and I know I've talked about it a lot, and it's probably like a broken record, but two colors that you absolutely got to have. You got to have a white frog and you got to have a black frog. Um, in general, the white frog looks huge. I mean, it just, it, it amplifies in the water. It's, it's an easier, big meal. And I feel like I get bigger bites on a white frog. So if I get on a white frog bite, I'd much rather throw that white frog than a black frog. Black frog is a silhouette. It works everywhere all the time. You're always going to get bit on it. Now, early in the morning, low light conditions, you know, your darker colors are usually key. However, I still do get a lot of big fish on white. And it really depends on the time of the year. When that water temperature gets like it is now and it's, 70s and you get that early morning shad spawn you just want to go straight white i mean that's that's now shad spawn dies off you go into those areas where the bass were spawning there's bluegill spawning now you got brim beds that's when you want to go to something where i add that orange on it you're going to want to try to mimic that that brim so here's my frog box you guys can see wow (laughs) those are the colors i throw right there you're very organized very organized it's funny because I put them in straight up like that, but when they're in my boat, they're, they're laid up like that. So there's no weight on the tails or anything like that on the legs. So we'll go through colors. Why Why don't you want to have weight on the legs? Oh, I just it doesn't really matter. I mean, honestly, what happens is I start the season off like this. I just loaded this box. They'll probably all get shooken up and move around anyway. But okay. it, you just, you know, you just don't want to mess with them. Okay. But you can see the bottom of the box, but it's always like this. So they're just laid. They're actually just laid flat in there once they're I got you. Because it could happen where the if it's if right. it's not, on not the like legs, it'll, it'll bend them out sideways or kink them. Yeah, it might just get them a little, off, a little goofy. Yeah, Caddy Wampus in the heat. Uh, yeah, the heat's when you want to throw a frog. So we're going back to colors. All right, this color right here we call mud bug. This is what I like when there's crawfish present. This is when I like to throw it. Um, you see crawfish in the in the riprap on the on the edges of the grass. You start seeing them go shallow. That brown really mimics crawfish. If a ba- if you catch a bass and there's pinchers in its mouth, that's a great color to throw. Black. Again, we talk about silhouette. Um, out west where I grew up fishing, Cal- uh, Clear Lake, there were these yellow-headed blackbirds. That's where this color first originally came from. Mm-hmm. But I find it works everywhere, especially if you get in a real mossy matte situation um, and, and, and it's overcast. That yellow is more of a strike indicator for you. And I feel like it helps you know when you need to set the hook because it disappears. Um, black and blue. This is our officer color. This is this is just a cool, you know, you don't see a lot of guys throwing a black and blue frog, but we throw a black and blue swim jig all the time. When you throw a swim jig, you're throwing it just under the surface. So early in the spring, I love the black and blue color, um, especially on the river systems. When the little swallows and bait fish and everything's kind of on the surface, not so much a shad spawn, just Real stagnant kind of afternoon, but the birds are kind of low. I like going with this phantom dude right here. This just seems to work really good. It can mimic a bait fish, but also it's the color of a lot of little birds. 
And then this is our ghillie. This is our little bluegill. This, this dude's awesome. This one's probably my, my number one black frog that I got. It's called dog. Uh, and basically it's just black and red. I find that the red just seems to get a little bit bigger bites than just a solid black. So we did the dog color. Um, we've got bullfrog, a lot of frogs present. If you're trying to mimic a frog. And then again, this is probably my number one overall color that I probably won more money on. It's white belly. It's basically a white frog with an orange throat. You can do the same with the diva color, um, but we did do the green back to it. So when you walk in it, it just mimics a, a, a male bluegill on those brim beds. And it, what, what's, it's the, what's the name of that color? Fred. <laughs> Fred I did that color with another company years and years ago. I did it with Snag Proof before I ever came out my own frog. And I had it made. And when I did make it, I had to make a uh, 300 minimum purchase order um, to make up my own color. So I did it and we were selling them on our, our website at the time. And I ended up winning Lake Murray in a Bassmaster Elite tournament on that color. And a good friend of mine, Michael Bennett, he was like the first one to order them. Well, on Lake Murray later that year, he won the Forcewood Cup for a million dollars on that frog, wow. on that color. And then there were a bunch of other boats won that year. I, I don't know, but I feel like that bait's probably won. That color's probably won more money that year than any other bait. So um, that was a pretty neat deal. Fred. So, yeah, that, I mean, that, that pretty I much like gives it. you a run through what what I do on frog colors. Oh, and then, of course, this OG green, uh, this is Kelly green. I actually named it Kelly after my dad. That's his name. Um, but it's it's really just an OG green color. And, gosh, it works great up north. It works so good up there in Champlain. It works, it, I, this color, actually, right here on Lake Darnell, the first time I ever fished this lake, first day of competition, I threw um, a frog this color and uh, led the tournament. So this is kind of an overlooked color. It's just a straight green. Um, but, man, this thing absolutely catches them. You fish a frog, and I, I, I remember, you know, a lot of you guys coming from the West Coast fish that technique more often than, you know, a, a lot of people. You, you, you're fishing, you, you're rigged with a frog every day, aren't you? Like, Yeah, I mean, I've literally caught fish on a frog, you know. Granted, out west, you get milder conditions, but I've mm -hmm. caught them January through December on a frog. So, um, yeah, I mean, it just, there, there's always a, seems like there's always a situation where you need one in the boat. So I always have a frog tied on. And, um, you know, it's, it's done me a lot of good over the years. And, and I'm, I mean, I'm blessed to have had the opportunity to meet the guys at Stanford and come out with my own frog and design it. It took us two years to design that frog and do it with every little feature I wanted to do and, and to come out perfect the way I wanted it. So yeah, it's a, uh, it's neat. Now let's talk about rods and reels. I mean, obviously, Talk to me. you got to have the right setup for a frog, right? Sure. So we talked a little bit about uh, Cortland Braided Line, uh, the Master Braid. Mm -hmm. um, it's funny because they were at Wachita during a uh, FLW uh, Forcewood Cup, and I was just walking the show because I live not too far away. We moved here to Russellville, Arkansas, just an hour and a half away, and I was just walking through the aisles, and my son, Jackson, of all people, said, Dad, look at this braid. And I looked at it, and I'm like, I, I went to feel it, it, it it was the master braid by Cortland. I said, man, this remind this reminds me of the old original power pro when it was made uh, when Conrad owned the company that I used to work for way back in the day. And, um, I, you know, I just, you know, when you feel something and it just reminds you something, I said, I got to get a school of this. Well, instantly fell in love with it and it fished exactly like that. 
and um, because it does actually it like does it better because water. they got a black and they got a moss green. So um, here we've got the black on this reel, yeah. and uh, it, I mean this 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 braid's been on this reel since last year, and <laughs> it's still pretty dang black. I mean it's a dark gray at this point, but it's it's held its color very very well, and um, I just love it, man. It's strong. I mean I I can't tell you, you know. I've broke a lot for fish off on frogs, big ones. And, um, I just, man, I just don't break them off anymore. So, uh, the, the impact strength of this braid is, is absolutely incredible. And it's made right here in the United States. So that's always a plus. You said it's, it's the, the water does not hold in that line, which that's right. what you it, love so yeah. much about the other line. Yeah. So like, I know it, it's weird. Like, if I, cause I, I've had situations in the past where I needed braid and I had to go to a tackle store and buy some. And when I, I get it, I'm not going to throw any braids under the bus or anything here, but I go to throw the frog. It just doesn't feel right. It's the same pound test. It's got the same diameter, but it just, I'm working that frog and I feel like the frog isn't getting the, um, the action it needed. It's not, it's not responding when I twitch it like it should. And, uh, that, that's just the key element of a good braid. I mean, to me for frogging is you want to, it, it, and I'll bomb a frog. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you as far as I can cast, I'll try to get a bite. And uh, I want to know that that frog is doing what, exactly what I think it's doing. Because sometimes, you know, you can't really see it that far away. So um, the response time by it not holding that water weight is perfect with this braid. Does that make sense? Because that's, it's, it's the truth. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, you, you were looking yeah. for that line. I remember talking to you about it and you were like, man, I, I missed that line, you know, and you couldn't find yeah. it a good replacement and so thrilled. Yeah, this, this is, I think this is better. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, there you um, go. I don't know, but it's made off similar, if not the same spindles as the original. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's done right. Jump into the rod and reel. What, what are we using to cast and set the hook? Yeah. So rod, um, is that too loud for you guys? Can you hear it? I mean, no. is it the, the guys, no, no are we fine. good? We're good. good. Okay. So, so I've been playing around, you know, obviously I did a, a line of rods with Dobbins uh, a couple years back and, and we designed a frog rod, but now I'm with six gill and we're, we're doing rods with them. And uh, they've got a series called the Lycan and I absolutely love it. It's got this wind grip. It's just comfortable, right? It's, I mean, I say wind grip, it's not, it's just that it's, it's a real grippy material. I'm not sure exactly what it is. It's like a foam EVA, um, but the rod itself, the blank, is this a seven foot three, which is the perfect length, in my opinion. You want a seven three to a seven five. Um, seven's just not going to, with the distance I like to set the hook, I got to have a little bit longer rod. Um, and you want to, you want a rod for your height. I mean, if, if, you know, I'm right at, you know, when I, when I come, when I had my life insurance, I wore some pretty thick soles. So I said I was six foot tall. I'm like five eleven and a half, you know, to get the better rate, it's my weight, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, um, <laughs> um so yeah, seven foot three works perfect on the on the side of the boat. I can work the rod downwards. It walks back and forth. It's the right length. The power on this rod. This is seven foot medium heavy, uh, seven foot three medium heavy, and um, it's got excellent power for it. It's light enough. I can fish it all day long. And when you have braided line, you get away with a little bit lighter action rod because there's no stretch. So as long as that rod's got backbone three quarters of the way up up the rod, which this rod has you're set um so this is the perfect rod for me uh right now with the frog 
What about the reel? You got a now the reel ratio. On here's the crazy thing. If you look at this reel, this one says eight to one ratio. This is because early in the spring, I'm usually trying to cover water pretty fast. So I like a really fast retrieve for that purpose. The majority of the frog, and I'll have four or five rods exactly the same, but all different reels on the deck for frogging. And the reason I have different ones, you know, different colors, but really the, the different retrieve ratios. If I'm fishing a, a Sam Raver and I'm fishing behind a, a hay grass field or high tide there's a weed edge and you're trying to just keep that frog walking in place, I'll back it off to a six, five to one because I'm still twitching with the same motion. But as I'm reeling, you know, as I'm reeling it, I'm not picking up the line. So the frog's tendon, tendency to walk, you know, back and forth without going forward. It, it does make a difference and keeps it in that strike zone a little bit longer. But if overall, you know, a seven to one, seven to one, I mean, that, that ratio reel is, is absolutely perfect for a frog. Eight's kind of on the fast side. Um, but, you know, <laughs> a lot of times we're just trying to bust, you know, down the bank and, and cover water and, and, you know, that's when an eight's great. Also, if you do get a bite and you miss it, you can get an eight one back in faster and get it back over there. But um, Ooh, that's if you miss a fish, yeah. if you miss a fish on a frog, you got about four seconds. You know, I figure you got about four seconds for the yeah. most part. Unless the water's dropped on you. If the water's dropped on you, you, you don't have a chance. If they miss it, they've lunged forward, their nose is stuck in the mud, uh, they're done. You know, you need that two foot of water when the water's up. Uh, if you get a blow up in two foot or, or deeper, you get that fish to bite again in four seconds. No problem. But Wait when it gets second. shallower, and, I, and I've had that situation many a times, Mississippi River, uh, our Red Crest Championship, I threw nothing but a frog. Um, pretty much, and <laughs> I did do, I had to do some other tricks to catch some just numbers, but all my quality came off frog and uh really i mean it, the water dropped on me to the point where i could throw back on them and i couldn't throw on them anymore they would lunge at it and if they missed it it was game you know you'd try later maybe that fish will forget and you know go back and try to get the bite again but um so uh, let me understand you're you're saying when the water level's dropping on a body of water a reservoir type scenario they're, yeah, it, and they miss uh, it. Yeah, they're harder. not like a tide where they just pull back. You know, right. what I mean, they just kind of naturally pull back. A lot of times, when water drops, they just kind of get hunkered into little ditches and creeks. Well, there's just not enough water over their backs for them to come up and back down on it. So they're now having to lunge forward at it. So their their strikes mm. just totally different than than uh, coming up and down. And when they come up and down and miss it, or they come up and slurp it, you can probably get that fish to bite again. Gotcha. Wow, that's that's some priceless stuff right there. And Fred, we got a bunch more to talk to you about. Can you hang in there for a couple minutes for us? We're going to take we, – we'd like to take it just a quick commercial break. and sure. uh, And then let's dive into some of the – I mean, yeah, obviously – we got a lot to talk about, don't we? Oh, my God. <laughs> we, we could do two hours just talking about frogs. I know we I could. Know. But And I know you love it. You can hear the passion coming through, and you've made a, you've made a career uh, fishing and winning with this technique. So you, you can hear it in your teaching and appreciate that. But let's take a let's take a quick break and uh, what what do we two minutes, Riz? Three. Three minutes. We'll be right back with more tips and tricks from Boom Boom. Rum Banis, uh, right after this. Why bass boats for sale? Our mission is to be the premier bass boat outlet for listings and buyers. We believe if customers can't find it, it doesn't exist. Whether you need to sell your bass boat or are looking to buy a bass boat, it's simple. We give boats exposure so buyers shop and sellers list. BassBoatForSale.com
underwater viewing technology. Find what you are looking for. Catch more fish. Have more fun. AquaView. Seeing is believing. Why do you love catching fishing rods? I'm truly losing less fish. Is the sensitivity of the rod. That are made right here in North Carolina in the USA. Strongest, lightest rod, 100% made here in Sanford, North Carolina. From the drop shot rod to the flipping stick. Every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out doing a tournament. Durability in the John Cruz Worming Series, the counterbalancing in the handle. It's the only rod I've found that can withstand my hooks set. Boom, goes the dynamite. On the water, not spent fishing is a moment wasted. That's why Minkota and Humminbird have joined forces to bring you the One Boat Network. Products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat. Born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together, the One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other, they can navigate your boat automatically. They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires. And they can let you lower, raise, and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat. But that's just the beginning. We're never done innovating, integrating, and making your boat simpler and easier to control. All so you can make every second on the water count. Welcome back to Bash University Live with Freddie Boom Boom, Ron Banis, uh, really diving in deep with frog fishing, and and as we always do, it seems like when we're talking with you, Fred. But the, uh, you know, we've got uh, we were looking at the IM board uh, as we were on break, and we're not done talking about frogs with you, man. We got <laughs> we got more questions. We got more questions coming your way. But first, I, I want to give a you know we always want to give a shout out to our uh, Bash University subscribers. We love you guys uh, and love your feedback. Love you guys being part of the program. And uh, we've got another Bash U subscriber we want to feature here. Who, who do we have here, Riz? That would be Nate Coy. Nate Coy up, is Nate? a um, is a very active member in the program. He's always on the live shows with us. Shares our stuff. Nate, we appreciate you, man. Looking sharp in that blueberry uh, Bass University hoodie. Love that. <laughs> Love that. Send, send your pictures to us on social, so, you know, with big fish or whatever you guys wear in the Bass University hat. And uh, we love uh, we love you guys being with us. We'll feature you maybe on a future show. But we got, um, we've got some questions that are coming through the IM board, Josh. It's all lit up over there. What, what do they want to ask Fred? We have a couple questions that came in, but I think these two questions from Randall and Philip kind of go hand in hand. Um, Fred, you talked about frog colors, but their question is, do the frog legs colors matter much? And does the length of the legs make a difference in attracting fish? And does it affect your hookup ratio? Those are really good questions. I'll be honest with you. A lot of it just comes down to your own personal confidence. I mean, a lot of times when a fish sees that silhouette up there and if the sun's shining, I mean, it's they're blinded anyway. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of it is just try to match what, what the fish are feeding on um, that you visually can tell. Uh, is it shad or is it bluegill? Is it frogs? 
Is it, you know, just something I wrote in a crawfish, you know, whatever it is, try to mimic that a bird um, for the most part. Um, as far as the length of the legs, yeah. So it's actually really important that this is good coverage. I mean, this is good, good question because like I fish a lot of lily pads. I love lily pads. I mean, and I think a lot of people shy away from it because you do miss a lot of fish in the lily pads. And I found that when you cut the legs, actually what I did that fall by making those legs really short, I'm going to keep them on there because this is going to be my Lake Dardanelle lily pad frog now because they're really short. Um, that is what you want. You don't, if when they're long, it just, you know, they're kind of in the way. I mean, you just, you want it, you want to make it a compact little deal. They can just come up and slurp through the, the lily pads. Cause you've got little corners, you know, as the lily pads round, right? So you've got these little spots in between. And that's, if you can get your frog in there and kind of just shake it and spot, that's where you want the fish to bite it. You want to move it over that pad, but then you want to kill in those little holes, and that's when you're going to get the bites. Um, if they bite it and they come up through the pad, you got to figure out how you can get the fish to eat it. And uh, having too long of legs will really mess that up. So good question there. Um, open water, I like longer legs. You know, I'm always trying to, to make it look Just as big as possible. And, uh, and, you know, the, and therefore, if you're hunting down a big bass, bigger profile, bigger fish. Great. So, so open water, longer in, in the in the heavy cover. You want to make a more yep. short, compact target. Yep. And that's the same with mats and everything else. Yeah. There's no reason, and even you don't even need legs and mat over mats. I mean, you really don't. You just need something that can pulsate over that mat and just see it shimmy over. You know, um, the legs aren't going to do a dang thing. Who it's asked that? Yep. Who asked that question, Josh? Um, there was two people. It was Philip and uh, Randall. Philip and Randall. Great question. Great answer, Fred. What else you got? Eric just asked, do frogs work for bedding bass? And what are the best colors for that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I like that white one. I like white. I like the diva color. Um, it just seems to make them mad. Now, you know, if you get like a storm kind of rolling through or something like that, it gets super overcast. And I would, I, you know, on a bedding fish, I may mess around with a black one. But most of the time it's white. Great for stuff. me. I mean, that's just that's that's what works for me, and and they do, they do eat it. The the females will come up and eat it. As a matter of fact, just last yeah. week at uh, Lake of the Ozarks, I saw this one really big fish, and and I was just throwing a little weightless bait, and I I, I thought it was a carp, and I was just how dumb I am, right? Like I couldn't really see it was overcast, raining. It just seemed like a big carp up on the bank. I so I I threw a little weightless bait, and it it ate. I set the hook, and it came up, and. I really didn't set the hook. That's the problem. <laughs> it came off, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Well, then I, I kind of sat back, and I saw that fish kind of nosing back to the bank. It went right back up there. So I picked up a frog, and I threw it up on the bank, and I twitched it off, and she came up and just gave it a little kiss. And I was like, oh, here we go. And uh, she didn't eat it, but I got her to react on it. And then I fired in a little uh, lucky beaver, and she ate it first cast. And uh, it, it was just neat to see that happen. So um typically like you don't see them and you're just throwing a frog down the bank but big females will eat it absolutely I, yeah i've heard a lot of guys do that they'll they'll that's a way they they blind target the big females yeah. As a matter of fact ish monroe beat me in the very first elite tournament ever i finished second and he he caught a big one on a frog he, you know he caught a big one on a tour tube too but he caught a nine pounder the first day on a frog and we were all staying on the houseboat mike iconelli and ish and i and um I don't know. I, I, I knew I was getting bites on a frog, too, and we were talking about it a little bit. 
and that you know that was one of his deals over the beds and i i've got on a swim bait fight and i was like man i'm catching 30 pounds a day on swim bait i think like i can win it but um i stuck with my game plan and he did his and he beat me by a pound and a quarter uh so i finished second but yeah it was a it was a cool tournament well i've heard this said before and i i want you to answer this is why why are you yeah. a better frog fisherman than ish <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about that like, i don't ever want to say i'm the best at that. I, I just the, the ish is very good man as a no matter of fact uh, i used to fish team tournaments with Ish years ago and i'll never forget going into a little slough at clear lake and he's throwing a frog and uh a 10 pounder eats his frog and he does not and i it's hard for me in practice, right? If I get a big blow up, it, dude, I just love fishing so much. It's hard for me not to swim. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, two, three, four, five pounders, no problem. Yeah. But this was like, like a ten pounder. Yeah. I saw the tail it was bigger than my hand when it came down in the, and he just free lined it till it came up. And of course, we didn't get the bite in the tournament. <laughs> but I was like, man, that's that 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 impressed me big time. So, it's just, I mean, dude, we got some great. I mean, there's great anglers, the frog. There's no doubt about it. I, I just. It's something I stick with, you know, and I and I've had a lot of success with. Let me. I fished. I I got to fish with Ish uh, on the Scott Martin Challenge, and me and Ish were team partners. Oh, how cool! It was cool, and uh, it, we were um, frog fishing uh, up on Lake Champlain. And the thing that I noticed about fishing with him, and I, I want to throw this to you, is it, I was overworking my bait, like, and I when I fished with him the finesse that he used to make that that bait work like like i was popping it banging it and and there are times i guess that's the deal right but but he really had a finesse approach and made that bait walk in a subtle manner and felt and and at that moment i learned well less is more i'm i'm overworking the bait but it's i guess it's situational but what tips do you have for our guys uh on on how to make that bait walk and and are you aggressive with it? And when are you aggressive with it? And when are you more subtle with it? You know, the deeper the water, I get a little more aggressive with it for the most part, because I feel like you got to get them to come up on it, you know? Um, but if it's real hot out and there's a mat or something, they're going to be right under the surface. So um, I'll tell you this though, the pop, I got a pop inversion and you would think popping more la you know, noisier this now pop inversion is actually su more subtle. I mean, it, it's more of my open water lay down you know, super calm, stagnant, low oxygen movement, not much current. That's when I go to a little popping one because it's a subtler bait. They both walk real easy. Every time you twitch that rod, it does 180. We've designed it to do that. But the popping version of my frog is is uh, is just, you know, we'd, it would be another hour just talking about that frog. But um, <laughs> I will tell you that frog, it, it comes with uh, three-odd hooks, smaller hooks, smaller profile. And um, it's not great in lily pads because the, the jaw will get caught on the pads. So it's not it's not something you want to throw over cover. It's an open water deal. It's got a pencil popper style mouth that allows you to spray water. So you can actually work it where it's spraying the water versus just bloop, bloop. And, uh, man, it's, it's a great approach. I mean, it, it does catch a lot of fish under high-pressure situations. Excellent. Well, do do you have any more questions, Josh? I do. I well, let's go one more on frogs, <laughs> one more, and then we're, we're going to switch topics. Okay. So Frank asks, when using a frog or other topwater baits, do you always direct tie to the bait, or do you use other knots or clips or snaps to get different movement out of your baits? I'll, I'll be honest with you with the frog and, and, and 
I mean, it, it's direct tie, braid line, direct tie. I do a regular palom or not the braid. I've never had it slip. Yep. And um, the way this guy's weighted, it just walks so good. I mean, you don't. There's no reason to add a split ring or anything like that because all that does is catches grass. It gets in the way. So for me, I, I want to just direct tie. I like to direct tie most things, and unless it's an open water deal, then you could probably play around with it. But a frog's designed to be thrown anywhere and everywhere, and uh, for that reason, I like to direct tie. Awesome. Great stuff. Uh, you can find a lot more from uh, Boom Boom on Frog Fishing on Bashy.tv. Go get yourself subscribed. If you haven't checked it out, right now we've got an amazing annual subscriber deal where you get a hat, a face shield, and a tackle uh, coupon for Tackle Direct. So go check that out. And uh, that's for annual subscribers. And you get a Bashu hat for monthly subscribers. So get over. Join us. Net, don't stop learning. I'm never going to stop learning. Neither is Fred. So come on over and check out Bashy.tv. But for, let's let's switch gears. We've had you on a while. I know your landscapers are chomping at the bit. They want to. <laughs> well, no, it's actually during that break they came by and did it right here. So <laughs> that was good. Here, look, look, look how nice it looks. Oh wow, that's awesome. We, <laughs> There's my that's my frog. That's my frog uh, pond over there. You have a frog catch pond. Catch one on it for you guys. What's you have, that? You have a frog pond. Well, it's a yeah. It's got a lot of frogs, but you see it way back there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I can catch bass on. I can go catch a bass right now, probably. <laughs> well, Conditions be, are right. Before you do, <laughs> before you do that, let's switch gears and and let's talk a little bit about another one of your modifications that you have yeah. put together for us. Well, we haven't talked about swim baits. So, okay. I mean, obviously, I was going to talk about swim jigs, but we got the boom boom swim jig. Maybe we just do it. Maybe we just do another one on that. I know we're running out of time, aren't we? Yeah. This is my boom boom swim jig. This is going to come in that uh, the two lucky winners are each going to get one of my swim jigs. I got a lucky strike, uh, lucky beaver on the back of it. I basically just trim it down to the first little legs when I put it on, thread it on there. It's got a Hayabusa hook. Um, and I just trim the weed guards on them and flatten them out. So, whoops. <laughs> And I just when you when you trim them, just pull them out sideways like that, and just to cover the point. Okay. And this swim jig only comes in a three eighths right now. We got a half ounce. We're working on it a quarter ounce, but we wanted a size that you can shake on the water with these kind of legs. You want to shake, get like the Alabama shake, um, but you also want to be able to burn it with a swim bait trailer. Um, and here on Lake Darnell, because we fish, we got so much real shallow sandbar, little backwater ponds with pads and stuff that you got to cast a mile and burn it back. And uh, so I put a little optimum bait, double diamond on it. This adds a little shimmy to it. And uh, this one actually just cut off my rod so you guys can see it. Um, but we can go in. I mean, you know, I really want to talk about swim baits. Let's go. If we got time. Let's, if, Are we on time, by the yeah, way? Yeah, we're, we're, we're good. Let's dive into swim baits. We're, we're going to wrap it up All here right. in maybe 15 minutes or so. But I, I'd love to okay. dive into swim baits a little bit because you got a great one uh, that – you know, is a big fish catcher. We we had uh, a great, and you can see it on Bashy TV as well. We were down in Mexico uh, when these baits were just coming out, and we were smashing yeah. them up. Yeah, we just actually that was like the first batch we ever came out with. They're they're a lot softer now. Um, you can, I mean, you can see these guys are just wiggling. Um, but we've got two, we got three models. We've got a harness version, which I don't have for you to see right now, but that's basically a six inch only style. 
and it, it was derived after the original Bass Pro Shop XBS swim bait. It was, it, it was the bait that got me on the map. I had two second places with bass back to back, which one of them was at Amistad and then Lake Shasta. Um, and basically, it was a swim bait I found in a Bass Pro Shops my first time outside of California, and it it uh, it caught me a lot of big fish, and it made me really learn um, that you can tournament fish with a soft swim bait like that. So I, I've always wanted to have my own swim bait. Um, and so we, we came out with one like that. I think my last big finish with that swim bait was a fifth at Kentucky Lake in one of the Bassmaster elites, I think 2018, I believe something like that. Anyway, we've modified that bait a ton since then. And I rarely ever throw that harness style swim bait anymore because now we have a line through this dude nice. slides up and down on the line. Mm -hmm. It lasts a lot longer. You catch more fish on it. You, you don't lose as many fish cause you're just fighting the fish with a hook. Um, so I'm going to share with you this dude right here. It, we've got it in three sizes. We've got it in the, in a four inch it comes in a package just like that. It comes with a treble hook and, uh, you're just going to put the line through, tie the treble hook on it. Real simple. We've got a bunch of different colors. This is my favorite color, coast to coast, sexy minnow. Um, that was basically taking the sexy shad color and put chartreuse stripes on them for years. And then finally we just, well, let's just make it a color. <laughs> so we've got it a color and, uh, it's, it's been for the last five years, it's probably been my best color, uh, coast to coast. So it's one I, I go to, um, I do change the hook that it comes in the package. This is a Hayabusa round bend. This is a size two on, on the four inch. This is absolutely perfect. Uh, it's a perfect hook and you'll notice on here, this is, this is, this is where it gets created. So the neat thing about that Hayabusa hook is it's made out of this NRD coating. And if you do get around some kind of grass or, or you're going to the edge of a dock or even a bridge piling, um, you pick up some of that, that nasty slime, it kind of slides off it a lot easier because okay. it's a real slick hook. Um, on the weedless version, it's even better because it slides through the plastic quicker and helps you with a hookup. So we'll get to that on the weedless version. But you'll notice that little dude right there. You see that? Yeah. That's a tungsten weight by Zapu. That's a weight? It's not just a hitchhiker? No, this is a weight. Now, I was just informed they discontinued these. So if you can find them at your local tackle store, uh -oh. buy them up. I prefer, you know, either a 1.9 gram or 2.2 gram. It just adds enough weight to this bait. The, the idea behind that is you put it on a crankbait and it helps it hunt back and forth. But when you put it on my swim bait, it gets it down and you can, you can fish it a little bit faster. So nice. um, I, I just like it. I mean, it's just... It's a neat way to weight your bait, and it doesn't get in the way of anything. Um, the other way, if you do want to weight the bait, make it, it already comes with a weight in it. But if you want to weight it, you can add a nail weight right down the, the chin, just parallel that weight. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of rubber there to just slide a little tungsten nail weight in there. You know, like a 1 ounce or, I mean, you know, that's probably the best size to add to it on this little dude. You can go with the bigger ones. I, I'll go up to like a, a, you know, I don't know. 330 seconds on some of them so um just just to get it down a little bit deeper is all, all i'm trying to do with that and to reel it a little bit faster but early in the spring if you're fishing shallow the faster the bait i just go with a weedless anyway because that one you can really get going once it once they get to spawning on some deeper flats and stuff like that that's when i love this treble hook bait um along boat docks riprap uh yeah this little dude is just this is absolute money. As a matter of fact, open water, standing timber, this this is one of my favorite things. We had two tournaments just a couple of years ago, and 
uh, Major League when we went to Table Rock pretty much back to back because uh, Grand Lake got flooded. So they had to move us back over there. And that was the key bait that, that not only cashed me checks in both, but got me a top 10 in one of them. So um, caught a lot of big smallmouth, spotted bass, and largemouth on that dude right there. And that, that that's, so that's your, the tweak. That's the tweak right there, just adding a yeah. weight to it. That's a, what's that, a four inch bait that you have in your hand? This, you have this a is a four size. inch. Okay. This is a four inch. The five inch is also my, my go to. We have a six inch as well um, on the line through style. And again, when a fish grabs it, it just slides up, you frighten the fish. I've had situations where, and I haven't really figured out the best way to do this yet, but if I could add a stinger on the back of this where this slides up, you would catch two at a time a lot of times. I've seen other fish right. grab this. I'm fighting that fish on the hook. So if you yeah. guys figure that out, please share that technique with me because I want to figure out, I probably have to do something where it slide on the front and hook, you know, but it would have to still be able to slide up and down for it to work. Yeah, I've seen that too when they, they, they slide up is when you're multiple fish. Man, Dude, when you're around a school of fish, yeah, that's a great schooling bait. But yeah, you're gonna have other fish yanking on the bait. <laughs> you got nothing to hook them to, so yeah, that'd be really cool. Um, I usually just try to hurry up and cast back out and catch one. Um, so on a rod choice with this, you know, I like a seven, anywhere from seven foot to seven and a half foot, um, medium heavy. I don't like to go any heavier. You want a rod that's pretty parabolic. Uh, this Aurora by Six Gills actually. Uh, I think they, they consider this like their frog rod, but for the medium heavy, it's, it's a little bit softer than I like. And, uh, it works excellent with my swim bait. So, um, I've really, I really dig it. It's a great chatter bait, bladed jig rod, spinner bait rod. So any rod that you use for those techniques is great for the swim bait as well. And then a seven to one or slower. You don't really want on, on the line through, you don't want to go an eight to one. That's just dangerous. Cause you're going to be working it too fast. Even when you try to slow down. So, um, keep that in mind line through go with a slower retrieve rate real and then anywhere from 10 pound fluorocarbon to about 15 pound don't you don't need to go any higher with the six inch you know the five and six inch you could go a little higher maybe up to 20 pound but um the heavier the diameter of the line the more it's going to stay up on the surface and you know and that, and, and that may be the, what you're trying to accomplish for the situation you're in but I still like to be able to know I can get it down if I need to, um, with, right. with, you know, with the Garmin electronics and, and the live scope and stuff, they tell you where the fish are at. So it gives you an idea when you need to add weights, when you need to tinker with your bait, make it do things. And the easiest thing with, with the line through swim bait is just downsize your line. Um, get you down. can, yeah, I mean, I Lake Shasta, when I finished second in a bass open years ago, even with that six inch, uh, old school bass pro, I, I caught them all on 10 pound line. Like it wasn't, it was open water, spotted bass. I mean, it wasn't like I was worried about breaking off fish. That wasn't even the, the issue. It was more of just keeping it in that strike zone. Right. Back then when I couldn't see out in front of me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, it's changing everything. But, and, and I love the, the line throughs because like you said, the, the, when you get a bite, you're catching that fish almost all the yeah. time. Where I struggle, oh. and I, I'm anxious to, for you to just dive into this real quick. Uh, yeah. What is the hook you're using when you're weedless that has the yep. highest strike to catch ratio? Because there's so much plastic on that bait, I lose them. I know other guys do too. What What's the magic hook that you figured out is is the best one? And, and, and that is the that is obviously the key. And I'm going to share with you this dude right here. This is the one that was on my rod. Um, I mean, I, I I throw this bait a lot. Uh, this has been probably one of my number one baits this year so far. Bar none. If you look at any of my old videos from this year, 
uh, the majority of the fish I've caught have been on my weedless boom boom swim bait. It, it works everywhere. It's anywhere you would throw a bladed jig, except for me, it's it's easier to throw in a bladed jig because you can throw it through cover and not get hung up. You, you can throw it through wood and not get snagged. I mean, it's it's crazy. And the vibration of this bait, I mean, we've got this thing, so it really, mm. you feel it with the rod tip. It, it's, it's absolutely incredible. You so, have my interest. Now you uh, have my attention. <laughs> there's two... There's two different weights that I'll throw with it, and, and it's crazy, but I've, I've come down to even water temperature when I change it around here where I live in Arkansas because I fish so much. Here, um, I use a 3 ounce and a quarter ounce. That's the belly weight. That is what weights the bait right there. This is a Hayabusa. This is a 958. I'm going to show you the package right here. Okay, This is a 7 aught Now, on my four-inch bait, you want the seven odd. I know it sounds huge, but Hayabusa seven odd is actually a smaller seven odd than a, a, a competitor seven odd. Don't ask me why, but it's the best hook. It's got that NRD coating on it. It slides through the plastic so easily. Um, now, the trick that I do to it, I'm going to take one of these out of the package. This is a three sixteenth ounce. This is one that I'll when the water when the fish gets a spawning, that's when I slow the swim bait down a little bit, and to slow it down. I use that 316s. Earlier, when they're moving, looking for beds, when the water's in the 50s, I like that heavier one because I'm burning it through and uh, they're they're hitting, I mean, they're chasing, they're on reaction. It's They're just moving up, starting to locate those areas. That's what a faster one actually works better, a heavier one. The spring on this dude is really, really tiny. And I, you know, I don't want to say anything bad about it. I'm sure it works great on something. But it, it, what happens is, you see that? <laughs> You get a bite, it does that, right? Yeah. And, and it can ball up and cover your hook. So that was the first thing I did is I, I, I removed that. It's pretty simple. Just remove it. You can buy other springs. This is an owner bulk pack. It's large. Um, I thought I took one out a minute ago. If I did, I'll just use that. But if not, get one of these dudes out of there. You can you can change out with whatever whatever spring you want. I like this because it's got a little stabber on it where you can stab into the nose of the bait. And I'm gonna go ahead and rig this whole thing up for you. So if you guys can see this, all you do, twist it on there. Pretty simple. Just thread it right on. Thread right on there. That you'll be able to catch ten fish on one bait where you might have only caught one because it balled up and ripped the spring. And then you're gonna try to figure out how you're gonna re-rig it. Yeah, those little tiny springs either yeah, just tear right out of there and then you're stuck. Well, these dudes come in packages like this. I'll pull one out for you. Do you glue or do you do, do you do go to that level of effort, like put any crazy glue or anything? You don't, you don't, nah, you don't need to. And when you add glue to it, I mean, I, I'll glue like on the line through. There's a little plastic sleeve. I'll, I'll glue around that just to keep it in there. Mm -hmm. um, but you just want to make sure you don't get line inside. I mean, glue inside because then you won't be able to get your line in the bait. So, um, no, you don't need to. Not with these. You just take – there's a little flat spot on the nose. You see that? Yep. Sweet little spot right there. You just go right in the middle. And because this is a large, I'll actually push the nose of the bait to make it thicker. See how when you push it down, it, it condenses it. You know, see what, see what I'm doing? Yep. As I'm spinning it. Don't worry about the eyeballs. The eyeballs will fall off. You don't have to worry about that. So I'll just twist that dude on there. Don't worry about the eyeballs, guys. Don't worry about the eyeballs, everybody. Don't freak out if you knock the eyeballs <laughs> off. It's not going to. It's not gonna make you catch any more fish. They just look cool. Okay, let's 
we're gonna spin that on there. And then if you look at the nose, the spring's gonna have a, it's either gonna lay like this, like this, like this. You wanna make it, you wanna make the spring completely like this because where the front of the hook is, it's gonna come the opposite way. It's gonna basically make a cross and that's gonna allow it to swing back and forth freely. Can you see that? Yeah. Okay. Now the inside of the belly, it's obviously slit. And these are really soft, guys. They're using a softer plastic now too, which is really nice. Um, I just, Push the bait forward and just kind of tech expose it. Like, make sure that you can put that point right back in there. And now you can throw this dude anywhere, anywhere you want. And one more little trick I do with this dude is I'll snip these little fins off and that'll allow it to slide a little bit more. It gives a little more rocking action and it won't get caught up in the grass. But that dude right there, you can fish this dude virtually anywhere. And catch fish. Lily pad stems. Which size is that one? Early grass growth. That's the four inch, four and a half inch. Four. Sorry, four and a half that inch. Sounds right. Four and a half inch. Okay, guys. This this dude is in a couple of weeks. Uh, just watch the Outdoor Channel on MLF. <laughs> if you don't believe me, <laughs> can't say more than that. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. We can't wait to see. We can't yeah, wait. It'll to be see. a good one, man. We. Uh, no, we, but we, yeah, no, I appreciate it. So that, that's it. Oh, no, no, not <laughs> bait. Okay, so that's the other thing, too. With that bait, we talked about don't go 8 to 1 ratio on the line through. Mm -hmm. But on that bait, you do want an 8 to 1. And I'll tell you why. Because that bait is a bait you can fish in that much water as far as you can possibly cast it. And again, we talked about it with the frogs. In that shallow water, what do bass do when they hit? They bolt at it. They lunge. They go forward. You know what happens if you have a short rod and a slow reel and that you're throwing that swim bait you're gonna miss the you're, you're never gonna get a hook in that fish mm -hmm. it's just not gonna happen because they're gonna key in behind it grab it and go forward so uh eight eight foot rod i use uh, right now i'm using a seven and a half foot rod uh 20 pound that's 20 pounds straight fluorocarbon um because you don't want you, again i'm not trying to get it down deep i'm trying to keep it in that shallow water i want to have less stretch you know even though fluorocarbon's got less stretch than monofilament they still add a little elasticity to it it does have somewhat stretch, so 20 pound. Go 20 pound, direct to the rod, go to an eight to one ratio, that's gonna pick up that line. And again, it's it's your seven and a half foot rods. You're medium heavy, you don't want it too, you don't want it, you don't want a flipping stick because you don't want it to um, just rip out of their face. You still want them to load up when they grab it. But you also, when you swing, you wanna be able to get that hook driven in that fish. Great stuff, Fred, uh, amazing. And, guys, we're, we have a Facebook like and share. If you haven't done it yet, go over to Facebook, like us and share us on your Facebook feed. We're going to be giving away one of Boom Boom's prizes, man. You put together some killer prize packs for us. Yeah, do you want me to grab it and show you guys what you can win? It's sure. just in the back of my truck because I was going to take it to the post office for y'all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. go go get yeah, it. Go on, get it. Second. We're going to take care of some other stuff because we also have a trivia question where we're giving away another one of uh, Boom Boom's prizes. So be ready for that. We're, we're we have, uh, we're going to be asking our trivia question here very, very soon. So uh, so we got all that stuff coming up. Uh, what Do we have anything else that we got going on? I do. I want to uh, give a shout-out to Blake Bailey. Uh, this is his first live show, and he sent in a testimonial. Up, Blake? He said, I got to give a shout-out to the guys and gals at Bash U. I've 
literally been fishing as long as I can remember, but only really dedicated myself to bass fishing over the last four or five years. This platform has been extremely helpful, as well as this being my first year as a BFL co. Well, man, nice. that's that's awesome. Welcome to Bass University. That's welcome cool. to the show. Or welcome to the BFL, too. Uh, I wonder what, what uh, league he's fishing. I wonder if you're fishing well, in Blake, what league. league are you fishing? Yeah, in the BFLs. We all we are BFL guys here at the Bash University. So we fish the Piedmont. We fish the Northeast Division and uh, about whatever else we can get our hands on around here. But I appreciate you being part part of the show. But what do, what do you got there, Fred? This, this gift pack oh. is awesome. All right. So, <clears throat> of course, I told you what my favorite color is. So we're giving away the 5-inch in the sexy minnow and a four inch in each box okay so two lucky winners are each going to get one of each of those we're all here in we're this all here in the, stu- in the studio right now we're all liking and sharing the facebook feed to try to <laughs> oh, nice. try to win this this is my officer popping frog you're going to get one of those black and blue remember that's the subtle frog that's the one you're going to want to throw away it's super still stagnant i say not much oxygen moving around you know it's just it's 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 your it's your finesse frog. Even though it's a popping frog, it's your finesse frog. You're gonna get a brim. This is the gilly color. It's the blue gill of my original. Um, one of the things I didn't mention earlier, the sides are real flat on it. So when you do snap this thing even harder, it does spray and make a lot of commotion on the um, on the deal. And that's that one deal we did down in Mexico. Remember that's how we were working at getting those big bites. Yeah, that's right. All right. And you got a bullfrog. We need to go color. back to Can't Mexico. Go wrong bullfrog. Fred, we got to go back there. Dude, I'm waiting for that call. I'm just waiting for that call. You're going to get one of my gangster swim jigs, gangster. black and blue. And with that, I'm going to give you guys one of the creature baits. You can use this as a swim jig trailer. You can flip this. This is by Lucky Strike. Um, this is an awesome, awesome bait right here. I got some videos on my Instagram. If you guys want to follow Fred Rundanis, uh, you can go through and see some videos where I caught a bunch of fish on those. Um, bed fishing. Also flipping shad spawn on the back of the swim jig. This lucky beaver. Um, Lake of the Ozarks, I caught almost all my fish on the lucky beaver on beds. And uh, we had a very good tournament. If I could only catch a fish in the third period, I'd have made two top tens back to back. But I failed to catch fish in the third period of knockout rounds. So I had two top 20s instead. Um, and then this, this dude right here, this, <laughs> this is called star. This is the color is called starry night. This is called the hydro worm, and um, what's that? If you break it, if you break it down and put it on the back of a swim jig, it does a, It's unreal. So you guys will all get one of them, and that's something that we'll talk about at another time. But I want you guys to try it out. This is a great bait, Texas rig it. Throw it through the grass. It's a swimming worm. What's it um, called? You can put it on a shaky head. It's it's just got a really cool tail to it. What's it called? It's called the Hydro Worm. Hydro Worm. Yeah, and all these Lucky Strike plastics are made of a DOA plastic, um, which is basically eco-friendly. It'll break down. If a fish swallows it, it's not going to hurt the fish. Um, So they've done a tremendous job. This is all new stuff. Lucky Strike just got bought out by a new company, and uh, they're right here in Arkansas. And not only are they a sponsor of mine, we're good friends, and we work close together. We're actually fishing a team tournament together. Uh, If Julie's back holds up, we're going to fish Ufala Lake and in Oklahoma this weekend. So, um, give, get, get seriously. And their Lucky baits are like yeah. under $5 a pack. I mean, guys, these are the best baits for the price too. I mean, it's, it's unreal. So good dudes. And, uh, 
I'm proud to be a part of them. And we're, we're, we're appreciative that uh, they're part of this gift pack. Thank yeah. you. So, so that, that, that is it right there. So basically it's all in this box is this, there's two full, full deals. So you're going to get three frogs, two swim baits, and three packs of baits. Awesome. And of course, a face shield that says boom boom on it. It's perfect for Memorial Day weekend and major uh, and Fourth uh, of July. This red, white, and blue. Perfect. Well, that's a that that's amazing. Thank you uh, for putting yeah. that together for our guys at Bass U. Appreciate it, buddy. I appreciate. Yeah, thank you guys. Appreciate you there. for being part of Bass University. Man, I I it's, I I love what you guys are doing. I love watching it myself. I learn. Uh, there's no better way to to learn and expand your knowledge than Bass University. So. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And, and, man, you've been with us since the start, and it's hard to believe that we've been doing this for over a dozen years now. And, uh, yeah, and Fred, it's unreal. I know. Freddie, you've been there since day one. And uh, and, and best of luck. You got, I, I know you got some derbies coming up. Uh, you don't want to wish yeah. you best of luck. Everybody's going to be watching. Thanks. Yeah, it, it's been crazy. Like the first two tournaments this year, I just kept – I don't know. It was just cold. Like it's been the longest, but I don't catch it when it's cold. I'm gonna tell you right now when it's cold, <laughs> I'll never forget the first time I think it was Norman. We had a Bassmaster tour tournament before it was ever an elite and you and I were rooming together and it was like, dude, it was so cold. You wore a helmet. I didn't even think of wearing a helmet. I was so miserable. Well, anyway, it seems like this first was cold. It was just not fun. Fair way. And uh, I, I don't slow down. Like I like yep. to fish fast. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of active, and I, and I just, you know, now it's my time of the year. Last two tournaments, I made two top 20s. I got myself from 73rd in the points up to 38. 40s, the, you know, the Red Crest cut yeah. line. So, hopefully, I keep the momentum going and uh, catch them up. At, we get to go to a lake where I know you won before. We're not going to get into too much details there, but uh, it is off limits for me. But we're going to Cayuga. So oh, I'm excited nice. about that. Yeah. I'll never forget yeah. that. I remember, uh, you know, because I'm going to take this opportunity to brag. But um, the uh, I remember run, bumping into you at the uh, service cruise at Cayuga, and <laughs> yeah, and, and it's just a simple moment that we had. But you asked me, you said, "How'd you do today?" I said, "I, I got twenty pounds today," and he, and you were, you were like, "That's awesome!" You go, How'd you do yesterday? I said, "I had nineteen yesterday," and and you <laughs> you you were you were like, "Man, you could, you got a chance to win this tournament!" And you were cheering me on, and I appreciate. Oh, dude, that, I was Fred. your biggest fan, bro. <laughs> I was like, I, I didn't catch squat. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that yeah, was just that was cool. Yeah, that was that was a cool moment. I appreciate. I always appreciated being friends with you and traveling together. And uh, uh, likewise, and we uh, and I want to. You know, we want to send our best to Julie and for a speedy recovery. Hope that you know she gets up and running like the like Julie that we all know real soon. Well, thank you, thank you. I think it'll it'll be just a matter of a couple of weeks and she'll be back on her feet. And it'll be awesome. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. I appreciate all the thoughts and prayers and and messages and everything. So thank you guys. You guys uh, appreciate the time with you guys. I we Looks like I got a little uh, storm rolling in, so I probably ought to pack up, put this back in the shop, and go find a boat plug for my boat, so I can't actually go fishing this weekend. <laughs> yes. Well, you go take care of that, and we'll be oh, wait, in wait. touch real soon. Buddy. Wait, wait, you got to see this. You got to see this right now. Uh -oh. This is going to be cool because I, I believe I might be getting a tackle warehouse package delivered to me right now, <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> delivered right to right to Bass University Live. Yep. Looks like it's looks like it's FedEx. So. 
<laughs> Love it. Hey, we'll go. Perfect. Say, take a, take a picture of what's in that box and send it to us. We'll put it up on our channel. We got to know. We got to know what let's Boom see, Boom's let's order. Let's see if it is. First of all, it's probably flowers for Julie. But, it's you know, flowers. Yeah, yep. That's, I'm kind of hoping it is flowers because now I feel like a jerk for even thinking it was just a tackle warehouse one. <laughs> but, hey, Fred, we're going to uh, let uh, – Okay. Yeah. We're we're gonna let you go, buddy. I appreciate right. you appreciate you so much and we'll be watching at the next derby and good luck at Cayuga, man. I I hope you crush them there. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate you. I appreciate it. Thank you guys. See you, Fred. All right. See ya. Freddie Boom Boom. Uh what a great deal. We could have talked about frogs for two hours. We could have talked about swim baits for another hour, but uh but we're awful glad that he was with us uh for for this time and sharing all the great tips and stuff thanks for all the great questions and uh we've got a facebook like and share winner we're going to be picking here right now are you ready to pick him i'm Rich? ready i got him you got him we got him yeah all right let's let's announce it he's mr eric nelson eric nelson congrats eric, eric nelson you are tonight's face tonight see i said tonight again <laughs> today's facebook like and share winner uh with that awesome prize pack that freddie boom boom provided us with uh, I'll be reaching out to you to get your information, and uh, we'll get that in the mail for you. I, I'm glad Freddie's mailing that because I don't think that that prize pack would ever leave this office. <laughs> Probably uh, not. If it was here. So. Oh, I know that. <laughs> I, I know. Jocelyn <laughs> has to hide the, the baits from us, hide the boxes. I do. But but we also we have a trivia question, guys. Yeah. And we're really excited to give this away to one of our Bash University subscribers. So what what do you got a trivia-wise? So this is going to be a question from today's show. Okay. Uh, you had to be paying attention to uh, to really, you know, know the correct answer. Um, so today's trivia question is going to be, what swim bait did Freddie Boom Boom Rimbanis model his swim bait after? What swim bait did Freddie Boom Boom Rimbanis model his swim bait after? I uh, you know it, Pete. I do, I do know this because I was I was there during the process, and I remember this bait. I remember the story because uh, like Takahiro and Boom Boom were all scrambling to buy the remaining ones that when that bait got discontinued. We need the details, guys, not just generic. We need we need the detail. Yeah, the bait was discontinued, and all the guys were were scrambling around to try to buy them. And I, me I remember there's a we should ask them the story about like T.O. had like a massive box of these baits that uh, that Boom Boom was actually able to get a few of them. T.O. let a few go. But now he's got a bait that's bigger and better on, under his own brand. So awesome. we already saw a winner, too. We already got a winner. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. doesn't take long. And I think this is this is the guy that we are highlighting. It's Blake's first show. Get out of here. He yep. got it. Yep, Bass Pro Shops XPS swim baits. That's awesome. Yep. That's exactly that's what it was. I remember they were traveling around. They were going every tournament. They were blasting into yep. the the Bass Pro Shops, trying to go through the discount bins because that's where these all were. These were all discounted. Yeah. They were all given away. They were done making them. Yeah. And they were trying to buy up the the last remnants. And, yeah. Uh, and now Boom Boom Swim Baits out there winning tournaments. And Bass Pro Shops XPS. Excellent. That's awesome. Blake, congratulations, man. What? A, what? A, how? That's impossible. How do we feature him? And he and he gets the right answer. That's uh, beginner's luck. Yeah. Staying dialed. <laughs> something going on there. Uh, 
Well, guys, thanks everybody for watching. We've got a, a lot of great stuff that's coming at Bashy. I want I just dropped the, the Fat Baby seminar on Bashy TV. We love that name. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a really cool finesse technique that I've started using and I used to, to good success at the James River recently. And, uh, and, and I teach you how I use it, the techniques. So when things get tough, when things get really tight, you're fishing in a crowd, heavy pressure, this is a technique that's going to get you bites. It's going to get you through. So check it out. It's called the Fat Baby, which is the best name ever, Riz. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so go check that out. And we've got a... Uh, it's we've modeled after the grown Fat Baby, Rick. <laughs> it, that's modeled after, yeah, the, the big Fat Baby, right? <laughs> Extra the, Fat Baby, Rick. <laughs> the Dean's Rig is what, is what it's modeled after. It's just the downsize of that rig that I've been using for years and years. And um, so go check that out. We've got Brandon Cobb's top five top water uh, post spawn top water strategies that's coming this week. We love Brandon. He's such a great teacher, such an amazing angler. And it's that time, right? The fish are coming off the beds. It's post spawn in a lot of parts of the country. And this is the time to really get after the top water action. And as we get up into the north, you're going to be seeing this develop. So uh, a lot of places right now, it's happening. So go check that out. We're going to be releasing that on uh, on Thursday of this week. A lot more to come. We're going to be back next Tuesday with another Bash University Live. What else we got? Quick Fred? update. It was flowers for Julie. It was, <laughs> it was flowers. It was not Fred's tackle pack. <laughs> That's right. It was flowers for Julie. Well, so. we were hopeful. He Get would, well soon, Julie. Yeah, uh, we were hopeful it was a tackle direct box coming. Tackle direct. <laughs> but, uh, we uh, appreciate them, guys. We got we got more stuff coming from Tackle Direct. Look for that in your email. Make sure you're checking out your email, guys. If you haven't signed up, you're listening to me right now. Go to thebashu.tv. Get signed up for our email newsletter. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of great information, a lot of tidbits, and all of our deals and specials for our subscribers are there and available uh, to you every time we send that out. Which is uh, you may you want to make sure you're part of that. It lets you know what's going on at Bashu. Is there any other housekeeping matters? No, nope, I think you Jocelyn? covered it all. Thank you, Jocelyn, for being part of Bash University Live. I think you did great. Yeah. Well, thank you. Great questions. <laughs> you did. Yeah, I came up with them all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> with your advanced bass fishing knowledge, yes. it's amazing that you can uh, you remember all this stuff, and we appreciate you being part of the program. Thank you, Riz. And thank you guys for watching. We'll see you next week with another edition of Bash University Live.